0: Do you feel yourself getting bogged down in your small business with a whole bunch of tedious, repetitive, annoying tasks that you would much rather hand off to someone or something else? Do you find yourself saying, surely there's an app for that by now? Or maybe even, am I the only person who finds this annoying or has someone else come up with a better way of doing this? Well, that's exactly what I want to cover in today's episode. Looking at everything you do on a repeated basis, whether it's daily, weekly or monthly, whether it applies to your small business marketing or more broadly your business admin and seeing if we can sort it into one of three buckets, systems, software and subbies. I want to show you how you can streamline your marketing and your business admin to win back time by taking a really critical look at the repeated tasks that you do in your business and really seeing if there is a better way that it can be done. Let's jump in. You're listening to Taking Back Joy, a more than marketing podcast. This is where we dive into how to market your regional and rural small business sustainably without being stuck to your screen. I'm your host, Meredith Page, and I was born and raised in a small town full of fantastic small businesses, and now I'm doing the same with my own family. I'm a marketing coach, a mum and a wife, and I want to share with you everything I've learned and I'm still learning about juggling a family, business growth, mental well-being, and healthy boundaries. Here we market smarter, not harder, so we can take the busyness out of our businesses. If you're running a small business, raising small humans, and trying to make a big difference in a small town, you're in the right place. This is Taking Back Joy. Hey there, beautiful small business people. I hope this podcast finds you well. And in the midst of all the running around of marketing your small business, running your small business, I wanted to offer you today an opportunity to streamline and optimise some of these processes by introducing you to the ideas of introducing systems, software or subbies. So because there's a fair amount of overlap with marketing and tech, I'm really fortunate to work with some really smart software, have had the chance to develop some really smart systems. And I've been encouraged to work with some really great subbies that have made not only my marketing, but my business admin super, super streamlined to the point where it can be very minimally hands-on, very smartly run. And it means, as I always like to say, means I spend as as little time stuck to my screen as possible, which is the end goal I want for all of us. I want all of us to be spending less time doing the things we feel like we have to do, so we've got more time to spend doing the things we really want to do. But like, when you get stuck in the trenches of like running a business, you sort of go into each day on autopilot, and because we're always, you know, juggling a lot of balls, wearing a lot of hats, running around like headless chooks. So often we don't have the opportunity or we don't afford ourselves the opportunity to step back and really go, is there a better way of doing this particular task I'm doing right now? Like, surely there's got to be a better way. This feels like I'm reinventing the wheel every time I do it or I'm starting from scratch. Like, surely there's got to be a faster, slicker, quicker way of doing this. And quite often there is. But because for whatever industry you're in, you mightn't have exposure to a lot of the really smart software and tech that's out there that can make your life a lot easier. So that's my job and that's what I want to introduce to you today. How can we look at your business, mainly your marketing, but this could be broadly applied to your business admin or your business itself. How can we look at it and Throw a lot of it into other systems, software, or subbies buckets, leaving you to only do the stuff that you either really want to do, that you really enjoy doing, or that's so unique to what you do doing is what makes you special that you really should still be doing it. Um, and then that way we can clear the clutter and take care of the rest. So, to get you started in organizing this and sort of sifting through all the jobs and the um, tasks that you have to do. The first step is going to have to be stock take. Now you could sit down and just do a brain dump of all of this at once and even if you don't capture everything that's a really good way to get started. Or you could just leave a notepad somewhere handy, get your team involved as well if it's more than just you, over maybe a week or a month and start tracking all the repeated tasks that you do. Whether it's on a weekly, monthly, daily basis, start making a note of all the jobs that you find yourself doing that you feel like could be better allocated or better set up. So once you've got your to-do list or to-sort list, then we're going to start thinking about which bucket each of these tasks can fit into. And then from there, you can actually start then researching the best way is to approach each of those, whether it is through the lens of a system, a software, or a subbie. But this is about taking a really objective look at what it is that you're, has you running around like a headless chook all the time and being giving yourself the opportunity to pause with a bit of clarity and go, I'm almost positive, that's the saying would probably go now, there's an app for that. Because if you're thinking that there's an app for that, there's a good chance someone else has already had that problem and has built an app for that. Like I think this is the thing we need to sometimes realize too when we're stuck in outside our business bubble. And this is something I try to tell myself all the time. Surely I'm not the first person in the world to have this problem. And again, that involves being a bit broader in your thinking and getting outside your bubble and really kind of looking at it as like a practical problem. Even if whoever's come up with a solution wasn't necessarily in your industry, in your business, in your particular niche, if you think about the fundamental principles of the problem you're having, you'll very quickly come to the idea that surely I'm not the first person in the history of ever to have come up with this problem or at least something similar, so I might find a similar solution. So now that we have your to-do list or to-sort list, let's look a little bit closer about the three buckets that, and you'll notice I like using the number three and buckets a lot because it feels like the sort of thing you can chuck something at, it doesn't feel overly pressure. So get used to hearing about three buckets to do with a lot of things. So the three main ones are systems, software and subby and you know what i'll let you have a fourth one for scrap it because honestly there may be some things you're doing that it's like there is no return on investment for the time i spend doing this it can just go so don't be afraid to scrap some jobs too if you realize you've just been doing them repeatedly for just because that's either what you were told or that's what you believe you should be doing or because you never stopped to think about the value that task had in the broader scheme of things so don't be afraid to scrap some stuff as well So firstly, let's look at systems. Now, this can be checklists and worksheets, walkthroughs, things like that. So it's not necessarily a situation where it's like, okay, here is the app we use to do this job. It's more about creating a really easily handed over workflow. So let me explain a bit. Whilst I was doing my degree in, when I was doing my Bachelor of Design degree, and even before that, when I was just out of school, first sort of part-time jobs, I worked a lot in hospitality. And... Something that I noticed clubs in particular did, or the club that I worked in anyway, was that they would have um, set up checklists and pack down checklists, handover checklists. There was a checklist for every sort of key moment in the day where there would be a change in supervisor or a change in key staff members, maybe a change in service between like lunch and dinner. There would be checklists for everything. And the reason for that was it maintained consistency of what was done. It also meant that it didn't require, so if someone new came into the fold, they didn't necessarily need to be babysat every two minutes by someone who has already had their own jobs to do. Um, and it meant that a supervisor didn't need to oversee all the minutia. It was simply a matter of At the end of the shift, if a staff member had been given a checklist, they would just do a quick walk around with that staff member, eyeball everything that was on the list, and countersign it saying, yes, I'm agreeing, all this stuff's been done, and away they go. So checklists especially can be really good if you're managing a team, because it allows you to bring people into the fold efficiently, where if it's their first or second shift, it gives them a really good guide as to what's expected of them during the day. Um, If they find they have sort of blank spots in their day where they're not Um, immediately busy but they need to be kept busy it gives them something to refer to as like okay when we're quiet here's what you can be doing it means they can work in more independently, so it means you can maximize your shifts and your rostering and your hours and your key staff members that might be on a higher hourly rate. It means that you can have someone who might be more of an entry-level staff member, um, perhaps working unsupervised, because they have a checklist to walk through that holds them accountable to what they need to be doing without needing to be spoon-fed that job repeatedly. Like, it gives them a sense of empowerment because they can work independently, they know what they need to do. And it allows you to run more efficient um, shifts and things like that. So similarly with marketing, checklists are really good because it stops you from feeling like every time you sit down to do some marketing, you're reinventing the wheel. So what that looks like in my business is it starts out with me recording the podcast, which is what I'm doing right now. I then have a checklist, which my VA and I go through, and I'll explain VAs and virtual assistants and how incredible they can be in a moment. We have a shared checklist where it's everything that needs to be done to that podcast between recording it, which is my job, to publishing it on all my channels, which is her job. And so we have that checklist that gets repeated for every single podcast episode and then there's the tasks within that checklist will either have her name or my name next to them. And then we'll just bounce between the two of us. If either of us gets stuck at any point, we'll refer to the other one. But it means that we can go into this flow, we know all our bases are covered, we know we're maximizing the potential of this podcast, and it makes the whole process really slick and quick and easy. So checklists can be fantastic in any number of areas of your business. Also really powerful, especially if you have like an office-based job, or even if you have some admin that you'd like to get your key staff members helping you with, especially marketing admin, Doing screen recordings has been like a massive game changer in my business in terms of either facilitating my clients um, running their own websites or allowing VAs and subbies and things like that to come into my business and help me with very specific workflows. So there's a really cool software I use called Screencastify. It's stupidly cheap it's like 35 bucks a year or something it's an extension for your Chrome browser which is basically like a little bit of software you run off the back of Google Chrome the web browser and so what you can do is you can actually record yourself moving around screen you could uh, like on your desktop you can also uh, have your face on screen so you can appear in like a little bubble on the corner you can record your voice and it's a really good way of showing people how to do a process on screen rather than creating a document that's got 20 screenshots and copious amount of notes it Because sometimes when you can hand someone a manual like that, where it is screenshots and notes and things like that, it feels like a massive job before they've even gotten started. But if you can turn that 10-page manual into a five-page screen recorded video where it's like, okay, I'm going to show you how to enter data into our um, CRM, our custom relationship management software. Or I'm going to show you how to update all the staff to-do lists in Trello, which is another thing I'll go into later. So if there's something that you do on screen that you are sick of doing and you would love to get a key. Staff member to do try getting Screencastify or a similar screen recording tool that's what they're called screen recording tools or screen recording apps and start recording the processes you go through on screen. Obviously, just being mindful of recording um, password entries and things like that, and whatever content while you're recording, just be mindful of that. But these can be a massive help in handing over. Um, computer-based admin tasks to key staff members, virtual assistants, things like that. I use them all the time and it's been fantastic for me. Which brings me to the next bucket. So that's systems, where it's basically like simplifying, documenting, recording workflows and the processes in your business and your marketing. Next one is software. These are specific apps, tools, websites that we can use to help us um, speed up and streamline specific tasks. So one really good example is what I'm recording this podcast on, it's Anchor, so the app is from Spotify. It's free to use. It syndicates or publishes your uh, content across multiple channels. Um, it also helps you collect all the information together, record it, have guests on the podcast. It's a fantastic tool and it takes so much legwork. Oh, and also it also allows you to edit the audio too. Should really mention that. And it allows you to cut it, add in ads, add in background music. It's super user-friendly. Makes the podcasting process really, really quick and easy. And it's free. I'm pretty sure they just stick an ad at the end for their app, but hey because they offer me such a free good service they can stick that ad there as much as they want I'm totally okay with that so looking for software that can streamline part tv marketing is really good um, way to stop it feeling less like a chore and more like just a quick and easy task you can either do yourself or hand off to someone else Um, it always still amazes me how many people don't realize you can schedule social media posts in advance so looking at the business publishing tools in your facebook page where if you have your facebook and your instagram hooked up you can be publishing to both at once or you can use a tool like later which is my personal favorite later does allow you to schedule content much further in advance than the facebook's built-in one so you may need to sometimes jump between the two because Alternatively, um, Facebook will Facebook's um, in built-in um, scheduling tool will allow you to schedule things like carousel posts and things like that, which later won't. So, yeah, you may find yourself jumping between the two, but it means you can sit down maybe once a month, do a big batch of social media content, schedule it out, and know that you're showing up every day without or every week without having to actually show up three four five times a week it's a really really good way to take a lot of the stress out of it especially if you get on a roll with creating some of this content you can get get a whole big batch done and then schedule it up and give yourself a nice well-earned break. Another piece of software that you should be really using to um, make your life marketing and business admin as easy as possible is your website one of my topics of um, choice. So there's so many things you can be doing with your website that can be reducing the admin load and the marketing load like Even just having a really easy to update frequently asked questions section, which can just be a text-based page on your website, can really go a long way to reducing the amount of repeated um, Facebook inbox messages or emails or phone calls you get about very similar questions in your business. Having a frequently asked question section that's easy to find, easy to update, can take a lot of the stress out of that. And having that information readily available can almost can sometimes stop you from losing potential leads as well, because if someone can't find the information on your website and they hit a bit of a stall when they're moving through the or website to your business, they can sometimes fall away at that point. But if they can find the answers to their questions and keep moving confidently through your website, they're more likely to actually come in and give you a go rather than getting stuck on a question that they couldn't answer and they didn't really have the energy or the inclination to call you and clarify. Another thing you can do, which is something that I do a lot of, is having really smart inquiry forms on websites. You can quite often use these really smart forms as a way to Filter out tire kickers, which can sometimes tie up more time than they'll actually um, you'll get as a return on investment in an actual customer. It also can mean that your next contact with that customer can be a lot more productive and a lot more further down the pipeline. So you can be asking questions about specific details about like getting a quote organised, um, what services or products they're particularly interested in. If you can just ask a few more insightful questions that could very well be the kinds of questions you ask in a first consult anyway. It can just move that customer further down the pipeline for you and it means you're much closer to doing business with them when you actually get in touch with them. Not only that, for websites like Squarespace their forms can actually integrate with Google Sheets which is essentially like uh, Google's version of spreadsheets but they're cloud-based online. So what you can do is you can have these smart forms set up where all the information they enter like everything from their name to their phone number to their email address to any sort of specific questions they've answered that information can be automatically populating or being entered into a Google Sheet that's connected to that form. What that means then is you're having a spreadsheet 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 essentially being automatically filled in as well as the form every time you um, every time someone contacts you on your website and then there's a myriad of different things you can do with that spreadsheet form without having to be manually created Um, that's a whole other uh, episode in itself talking about the potential of integrations with google sheets and that might be a little bit nerdy for most people but suffice to say if you've got ability to do that once you set it up and you see the potential, you're going to be so excited about what else you can apply that theory to. So again, just another reason to have good um, access to and control of your website, because these tools are out there to make your life easier. If you A, know that they're there, and B, you have access to and control of them. Then you've got software like my personal love is Trello, which... And thats I'll, I'll add all the links to these in the show notes, but Trello is really good for just organizing all different kinds of information, whether it's your marketing schedule for what kind of content you're creating or when your social posts are going out, things like that. You can use it for organising staff to-do lists where you can have things organised into columns with checklists and all this kind of stuff. You can use it for customer workflows where you you can monitor where a customer is at in their journey from going to initial inquiry to actual sale and you can allocate tasks to people all along the way to follow that lead through so it gives it the best chance to become a sale. It's really good software because you're only limited by your imagination into how you actually use it and apply it in your business, both in business admin and business marketing so I really encourage you to have a look at it because once you get your head around the fundamental principles of it you really can apply it to our a jillion different aspects of your business and make communication with your staff so much more seamless as well as communicating what they need to do what you'd like them to follow up on things like that you can also add links and files and all that so it's a really good way of if you're say using it to manage projects it's a really good way of linking all like peripheral information on a project in one place and creating this one source of truth in your business and finally subbies now not a lot of people know a, about the concept of virtual assistant, which is essentially someone with a specific set of skills and they just simply work from home. So if it's a sort of job that doesn't need to be done on site and can be done online at a, at a desk, at a computer, virtual assistants can actually be a really good way to alleviate some of the admin or the marketing load in your business. Now you can also get a virtual assistant for a number of different key areas. Like You can get them like virtual bookkeepers. They can help you with like day-to-day bookkeeping stuff. You can get ones that specialize in, say, graphic design and social media graphics, so they can really help you create a really professional-looking social media presence. And all you really need to do is give them core concepts, and they'll take it and run with it. Thank you for joining me for another episode of taking back joy did this episode happen to spark an idea in your business brain i'd love to hear how this topic helped you so take a screenshot of you listening right now post it to instagram and tag me at meredithpage.me and tell me in the caption what your big takeaway was from this episode thanks guys see you next time